showtime. And that is right. It is showtime, ladies and gentlemen. And welcome here to Circle of Debate Podcast, episode number 115, ladies and gentlemen. Damn. 115 episodes. It's a lot. But yes, we're yeah, here, ladies that's and gentlemen. A lot. <laughs> that's a lot. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I don't know that second word. Quince, like quinceanera? Yeah. There you go. That's right. Yeah, I knew it. Hey, don't have to. I uh, got it. Come to kick out. (laughs) That is right, ladies and gentlemen. The host of Dini is what I've been here with my other host, Mi Familia, the greatest faction of all time, the fellow horseman of, of podcasting. Of course, one is out because he's doing now since somebody came back. He is really, yes, he's doing this right. Yes, Matt Callis is unfortunately not here today because, of course, by God, is back. That's the reason why. But I have my other hermanos, of course, the man who makes dinero. That's why he has the last dinero for dinero, ladies and gentlemen. And he takes you back in time to ECW, WCW, WWF, TNA. And I don't know about NWA, but TNA. But everything overall, sometimes, overall. (laughs) Mike Dinero, ladies and gentlemen. What's good, everybody? And of course, the man who oh, that shreds like a tartar. No, 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 there! The one, <laughs> the director himself who directs you everywhere, anywhere, coast to coast, traveling coast to coast, and playing some good shit like this. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, the director, the one and only, Chris Kelly. Coming off the heels of the lowest rated dynamite of all time, and it was still 10 times better than the best Raw of the past two years. Let's go. Whoa. 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 All right. I mean, where's the lie? I, like well, CM Punk said, stop me when I'm lying. Stop me when I'm lying is going to – I'm getting that. If I have room, I'm going to get that tattooed somewhere. It's That was a gold gem. Thanks. That is right. What's going Clark on, Street. Clark Street? What's going on? Subscribe to Clark Street Wrestling Podcast. Man, before we get into Dynamite, before everything, let's get into what happened. Just very brief, I want to just talk about it. I know, I don't know if you guys saw it, but I just want to give a congratulations to Impact for, throw, you know, and Devin was there too. Emerges was a fantastic card. That main event, you know, oh my God, Josh Alexander and Alex Shetty tore the house down in that main event. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Even with Bandito versus Auras, Callahan and Macklin. I love Macklin because he's an upcoming star, underrated, does not get the credit where he doesn't get. I and I'm he impact, they better put the belt on him pretty soon. I think he's gonna be the next challenger. I think he should be the next one up in line against um Josh Alexander, but I'm looking forward for that. And Mia Yim, another great you know performance against uh Jordan Grace for the Impact Women's title. And of course, we do have Deanna Perrazzo and and Chelsea Green, the new Impact Knockout Tag Team Champions. So congratulations nice. to them. Now, I'm yeah. looking forward. That's the VXT. That's what they were in NXT, and now they're the yeah. VXT. I was going to say that you see that name in NXT as their yeah. team. Yeah. And I'm happy for them. I don't know. Did you see it? Did you, did you catch it? Yeah, most definitely. It was awesome. I, I really enjoyed it. And that main event, man, I, I really thought Alex Shelley was going to pull it out at some points, but it was a great matchup. And shout out to Josh Alexander and his title reign because it's something special right now. Oh, man, definitely. Indeed. Indeed. But, man, just wanted to give a congrats to Impact there. Um, of course, everybody heard the news today, the, the breakdown of UK shutting down 
and they'll be back. Uh, basically, they'll be back 2023. 20 superstars from the NXT roster has been released, and because of the shutdown, and they're going to revamp. Re, and now, as well, Shawn Michaels is now your, you know, the VP of talent development. So I'm looking forward to what they're going to do with the NXT UK coming up next year, 2023. But I, you know, I'm not going to, you know, future endeavors to all the release stars. Unfortunately, it sucks, man. It's 23. That's a lot of. That's a lot of people. Yeah. That's like half of the roster almost. Oh, that UK. might be the entire UK roster at this point. Yeah, you know what? That's yeah, they didn't have the biggest too. roster, so. No, it was, sure. yeah. I mean, is this, this is not, a, I mean, you keep saying shut down and then it will be back. Is this just a revamp or is there like a political or a socioeconomic, like, is it a pandemic it's, thing? Um, it's more of a, what they they had on the interview on Fox Sports in the UK. They asked them, so what's the plan? And so the plan is to go ahead and revamp NXT UK and then at that time to head a different direction and focusing more to the European audiences. So with this uh, hiatus for right now, is pretty much refreshing everything like overall with the staff, creative, and talent. So I mean, so they kept some of them. Just kind of a rebranding, but yeah, will be back. And I'm sure a lot of these talent will come back, but also that's gonna be a hard, you know, six months to a year or so because. Because uh, Edwin left and he's not watching NXT UK right now. There he is. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I had to sneeze. Didn't want to do all that on camera. That's no, all good. Yeah. Um, I hope they flourish until then. You know, I know that the the scene out there is as strong as it's ever been with NXT UK also being on television for the past three or four years. So yeah, maybe they'll bring some people over. Maybe they won't. You know. Yeah, and then you know, for yeah, me it was new the, the Shawn Michaels thing. Yeah, he, we'll they, those are two separate articles, right? He's not be coming back as the talent VP for UK. He's coming back as talent VP for the main roster and such, like the American brand, right? Overall, actually, and the and the UK. Yeah, too. I believe it was so, overall. Okay, overall. okay. So there's two different articles. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. So no, he's now the he's the vice John Laurinaitis of, essentially of Raw or of, of WWE. Pretty much, but but more oh, for NXT yeah. though. More for NXT though. Like he'll, he's gonna focus more on the NXT. Who's gonna help so develop the talent? Dusty, dusty, dusty Rhodes. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, he's in like that dusty position. Cool. What yeah. Do you guys think? What do you think about that? HBK's got some solid talent. Lance Garrison, and that's about it. So, we'll uh, no, there was, there was more than that. Uh, Paul London, Brian uh, <laughs> Danielson. He found Brian. Yeah, you guess he did. Brian Danielson was his. He, yeah, he found Brian Danielson. He initially trained with Shawn Michaels. Show girl Kim. Mm-hmm. Uh. Brian Kendrick. No, I don't know about that one because I was watching Spanky Pro Wrestling uh, UPW way before he was ever uh, Brian Kendrick. So he may have brought him up, but I don't think he like did anything besides like find him perhaps. Because mm. I know uh, oh, Brian, I know Brian Danielson said that he uh, trained with Brian Kendrick, so I figured it was with Shawn Michaels. But yeah, he may have like trained with him at some point. But I know that that Spanky was in UPW. Before he was anybody, when he when only I had heard of him, mm. thanking. And also, so, does anybody remember uh, Matt Bentley from TNA, or Maverick Matt or Shane Michael yeah, Shane? He also went Michael by. Shane. Yes, that I remember. Sounds familiar. Yeah, I believe that was Shawn Michaels' cousin, actually. But another good wrestler that was trained by Shawn Michaels. So nice, nice. And Paul London too. I wanted to say Paul London too. He was another one who was you know. Paul Ender was the man in his day. He was like the first indie darling in like that 2002 era. Like when he yeah. got signed to the WWE, that was a big deal because 
He was like the Ring of Honor's first signee that went to the WWE. Yeah. Yeah, you'd only heard of rumors of this guy named Paul London back in the day. Yeah. That was like, he was definitely like, um, I don't want to say, like the best kept secret, I guess you could say. And then, you know, when he finally broke, if you can call it that, on television, everyone was like, oh, shit. Yeah. That shooting yeah. star was nasty. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I do love uh, his PWG days, man. Him and Generico when they were a tag team in the PWG. Oh, that yeah, dude, the Danger Beast. The Danger Beast. <laughs> <laughs> those promos um, were amazing. Hell, yeah. Those were the amazing promos from fucking Linda and Generico, man. Sammy mm-hmm. Zang. Oh, that's for sure. Let's see. What is going on, Jumpo in the Ring? That is right. Here we go. That's right. Subscribe to Jumpo in the Ring, ladies and gentlemen. Before we get into Dynamite, ladies and gentlemen, we wanted to get on this, you know, pretty much segment that has been going on since last couple hours i mean it's new for me i didn't really pay too much attention to it i did got you know it got me confused but then reading more into it according to of course your uh, your Meltzers, your alvarez your sean your sean ross sab your wade keller suspects the usual suspects who dig anything but i mean we're just gonna give our opinion because that's what we are we're not like we're not them but we're just opinionators giving our facts so I'm gonna go ahead and get into it. So this is gonna be man right here. There you have it. What the hell is going on? But before we do, this is gonna be the debate of the week, man. This is this is the debate of the week. So here we go. That's right, because it is <laughs> so. CM Punk shoots on Adam Hangman Page on last night's Dynamite, calling him out the fact because of what, you know, I guess what's further escalation of the story is, uh, and thanks to the Nero for sending me the pick too as well, that it had to do something with Hangman's promo that he did during their feud heading into Double or Nothing uh, during that uh, promos. And I believe what the story is that Hangman, let me put up here the story that you pulled out here. I see him Punk went into business himself beginning. I don't, okay, let's see. This is one important part. So Punk said a little bit of advice. I suggest you take the apology. Okay, this comes from an interview that Hangman Adam paid a couple of days before the nights of Dynamite where he doesn't listen to the vets of AEW advice because he doesn't need it. That's clearly a wrong CM Punk in the wrong way. So, um, yeah, I guess that's part. But what I read more is that, you know, I guess Hangman did not want it to work with CM Punk and because the way how he approached when he came into the, to the locker room of AEW, he was he was an asshole. And didn't and pretty much was not um let's see, are we traded? Well uh, the rumors are <laughs> that's true. Uh, <laughs> we, we have I mean, to good point. <laughs> we we point. have to at least discuss the possibility that they are because it's contents. Yeah. So indeed, yeah. On the on the side of possibilities, we'll have speculations, you know, um, and we can address them as just that speculations. Yeah, so, nothing here is confirmed yet, so we're not exactly. Saying so I mean, yeah, it's, indeed. So that's what we're just giving our opinions about it. If it is that because Hangman did not really want to work with Punk because of his attitude and you know to the AEW locker room, and I guess because the promos that Hangman obviously threw. Which it was, there was nobody who actually assisted them creatively. They discussed 
of how what promos they're going to use. But I guess Hangman switched his promos on Punk, and Punk took it very seriously. And Hangman did not apologize. So CM Punk, of course, upset. I guess held it in was so long, but when his comeback, he gave the receipt, which that's what everybody's calling it. It's the receipt that he gave on national television to Adam Hangman Page. Now, yes, what's going on, Earl? How are you, man? Earl. Thank you so much for tuning in. But... I mean, it is so. If this is true, who's in the wrong here? Who's in the right or wrong? Was this the right decision for Punk to do this on national television? I'll take it to De Niro. What are your thoughts on this? Because you digress more during the chat. <laughs> so I want to know. <laughs> digress it here, brother. Let the people know. I mean, if CM Punk really had a problem with what Hangman did back in, what was it, May? Then why didn't he address it in May? Like, why are we addressing this in late August? I feel like I don't know. Like last night was really weird when he called him out. And I thought that that was really unprofessional. If you have a problem with the man personally, then take it to him backstage by making a fellow babyface on the show look like a coward just because you have to give him your verbal receipt. That's unprofessional as fuck. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't feel like he needed to go into business for himself like that. And to be honest, like, I don't know. Like, I'm not saying what Hangman did was right. If you guys agreed on a certain promo and you go and you say something else, that that's a wrong. But, I mean, if I'm CM Punk, I'm confronting him backstage. I'm confronting him when he does it. I'm not going to wait three, four months and then all of a sudden it confronts him and say, this is your receipt. Like, that's bullshit to me. Mm, indeed. Indeed. Director, give us your thoughts. Uh, I don't know why he waited so long to address the situation and to do it publicly. I'm sure because the comments were made publicly. And like he said, the apology had to match the volume of the disrespect. And I think the receipt himself matched what he thought was the volume of the, uh, the check being written, I guess we could call it. Yeah. I don't know what took so long. Um, maybe they were just not in the same place, same time, or he was waiting for a big TV moment. There's a lot of ways to look at this. And I'm looking at this from one thing that you learn in pro wrestling and you learn this the hard way. And this is very inside baseball. And I think this applies to a lot of things that have elders, veterans, rookies, respect given, respect earned, is you do respect your vets. I don't know the details, if true, what happened backstage, locker room, if there was a situation where CM Punk came in and was acting like hot shit and you just rubbed more, you know, whatever. I heard that that's part of it. I don't know what went down, so I only know what the rumors are that's happening here. Uh, I think Edwin earlier brought up the fact that uh, part of the off-script page went on with something about uh, the Colt Cabana comment. Mm -hmm. And I can see how that can, if that's off-script, I can see how that can internally hurt CM Punk, who is still dealing with, I mean, that was his best friend. Some shit went down, big lawsuit, took him out of the business for almost a third of his life. Yeah. All right, go off script. You bring that up. Yeah, you are going to get checked. And I think that coward comment, knowing that CM or knowing that Heyman wasn't in the building, so calling him out, <laughs> knowing he wouldn't come out, that was clever. That was hilarious. Um, if Hangman had stiffed CM in the ring deliberately for a reason, and CM defended myself by throwing a potato back at him, like we saw with Braun Strowman and Brock Lesnar, who squashed it quick. Yeah. When that did happen, Brock threw like a knee. It hit Brock too hard. Brock hit him with a fist, and they had beers later. That is kind of how I was taught that should that situation should be handled. 
and I kind of think that applies to the mic too. If you're going to talk some shit on the mic, Hangman also didn't try to, we don't know, didn't try to resolve this issue backstage. He did go on the mic, bring up an issue that started, you know, that made, was made public. So I don't think that CM did anything traditionally out of line, in my opinion. Um, that's only going off of what we think we know about what we think is happening. Yeah. So well, I, I don't remember Hangman Page mentioning anything about Coca Band or anything like on a promo or nothing. Someone public. today sent me something. You guys, one of you two. I, I didn't chat. send nothing. Matt, about, Matt was the was one Matt, that sent something. Matt down. said, Matt, what, what did Matt send? He said something like Hangman went off script and brought up Coca Band in a promo. Um, Let me go back into the chat because I want to see what did he say about that because. I'm trying yeah. to that, that's like a, that's just part of the speculation of yeah but also the thing where hangman page said that he doesn't need to listen to vets oh he said they could make it work and get cocobana involved oh okay there you go yeah that's what he said. okay yeah so if that was off script yeah i get it um also hangman saying that he doesn't need to listen to vets may or may not be true he may not feel that he does but i don't know if he has to make it public and if that was directly punk going off script was a no-no okay but so what about Paige going off script if he did? So, you know, it's a lot of spec. I'd have to go back to fucking whenever that promo was made and yeah. find out if that's what happened. So to me, it just kind of seemed like CM was matching his energy. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, I went back and actually look at the promos that they, that they had, you know, for building up the feud for double or nothing. I don't see anything disrespectful that Hangman threw. Unless the one that he really got bought here was the one that I, I'm not just defending this belt, I'm defending AW from you. Unless if he says that, then or, or the part that hey, I'm not, I don't want to shake your hand. No, I want to destroy you. I want to beat you. Like, and I mean, that's probably one of the last promos that I saw. But I didn't see nothing that Hangman did, you know, disrespectfully. Unless all this was done by you know behind the scenes, non-camera. That maybe it caught up to Punk, and he was the one, you know, who got offended to it. So it, it wasn't like Hangman was cutting promos on Punk when Punk was gone either. So Ooh, that like that's that. why it's it's really weird. I mean, that is a there is a point to be made there if that's what they did. If Very true. Like yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure he's not stupid about ratings. He probably hated it. But was like, fuck, that is fire though. <laughs> yeah, because I can't lie, that's fire. <laughs> yeah, because now it's like there's a question: Is this a work? Is this not? Or what's going on? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, for me, honestly, I'm gonna say, I mean, look, you've been gone for seven years away from the wrestling community. You not even watched professional wrestling within those seven years. You basically took the ball and left. And I respect that. I mean, I'm not, you know, not disrespecting Punk. I, I think the ball got, he got thrown out of his own yard. He threw himself out because he didn't like what, what was going on. He did not like punk? it. Yeah, it's about Punk. Getting, getting fired was him taking himself out of the equation? He walked out. Well, he, he walked he out. He, he got fired like four months after he walked out. Oh. He walked out and just went home. So that thing yeah. where he had the broken and went in the audience and blew a kiss, that was a work or a shoot? Oh no, that was a work for the, the the whole money in the bank. But that was right. a work. But a couple was, years later, when right. um, years after that, I, I did yeah. miss. This is I talked to my my video last week, um, where I did miss some of the ruthless aggression era, and some of that was the height of the original CM Punk era. So yeah, I it was going in that. going into WrestleMania 30. CM Punk was told he was going to have a match with Triple H. CM Punk right. was not happy. He was dealing with a staff infection, 
and he just walked out and said that I'm not coming back. Because so the doctor, I know that the doctor, yeah, that, yeah like Mr. Doctor was like, "You're fine. It's not staff. Go wrestle." Yeah. See, like, no, I'm fucking. This is MRSA. I could die from this. What are you talking about? I'm gonna get a second opinion. Not right for like, so. Yeah, yeah. But, so, but nonetheless, he, he walked out, and then it was about like four or five months later where WWE sent him his um, termination. So he got fired because like Vince was trying to get him back like after a couple months, and when he saw like he's not coming back, that's when they were like, "All right, let's just cut ties." But he also, he technically walked out. They also yeah he, him, did, like, he did that Mania spot right, and they didn't give that to him. Is that something that happened? Or they were like, "Yeah, Vince McMahon promised him, don't worry, pal, I'll give you that spot next year and the following year." And he never gave him that, you know, never gave him that spotlight. So he got he tired of being him. fucked with and left. That makes plenty yeah. of sense. That's not picking up your yeah. ball. I, I to be honest, I I agree with him walking out like. The whole yeah. shit with the MRSA and then constantly dealing with Vince promising him certain spots that he's not getting. And then, yeah, it was a lot more than that, too. Like, I, I agree yeah, 100% with like him walking out. I don't, I'm pretty sure CM wasn't the last one at the table trying to figure out his contracts. No, yeah. he just didn't give a shit. He walked out. And then he got fired and was doing his wedding, you know, received that paperwork. From Which will hey, make you better. Get your neighbors. Hope it make you better. He's the one that like, obviously said the paperwork. But, no, at the time, it was actually uh, Mark Carano. Mark Carano. Oh, no, it was, was Laurinaitis. It was Laurinaitis? Oh, wow. Yes. Because I know CM Punk hates Mark Carano for a lot of reasons, he, too. Yeah, he hates him. Yeah, he was – because Carano was very stepping up to be mm. the next in line taking Laurinaitis' job after Laurinaitis moved yeah. somewhere else. Uh, but, like I said, I mean, for me, overall, Punk, I get it. You bought, you've been out of the scene for a while. You Remember, promos like these, you know where it came from. Because, hey, you know, real problems, real controversy makes this. What does it make, Benny? We make movies. Exactly. Make movies. That's what it's all about. If you really got butthurt over a promo that Hangman said, but, I mean, uh, I, I don't know. Like, honestly, why would you get upset if something should have been dealt with behind the scenes, not on national, uh, on tele, you know, national television, giving a receipt to someone who's not even part of the storyline, and you're really giving it to him unless you're something's here is changing, which we'll get into because I really want to get into that. But I mean, CM Punk, tell it, Jade. Here with Jade Cargill and the baddies. First and foremost, Tony, cut the shit. That's right. Cut the shit, Punk. I made for the for the if there's a scoreboard going up right now, and what we're hearing a lot of is true. I am team punk on this one, so you can mark it one for punk. But now there's also the rumors that CM Punk is unhappy in AEW and a lot of the talent think that he's going to be walking out. And I don't see why he would be unhappy with AEW. To be honest, AEW bent over backwards for him. Like, he gets to pick his opponents. He he got guaranteed a title shot, and he wins the title. And he still has the belt. Yeah, still has the belt, even though he wasn't in there. I know it was only like a month, but generally you get stripped in most uh, work shoot situations like this. I don't know. I feel like AEW does a lot of bending over backwards for CM Punk. So for him to be unhappy with AEW, where is that I, rumor coming from? Is that a Belcher thing? That's or, that a Belcher, Belcher, <laughs> Bleacher or Medsker. That's what I tried to say, but I fucked it up. <laughs> Belcher is a new thing. No, yeah, it was it was uh, by um, Russell Observer. So I don't know if it was Meltzer Miley. or uh, this is guy's name, uh, Brian Alvarez. I, I can't. I don't know what like everything on screen. He seems to be getting what he wants, so I don't know. Yeah, that's why it was, it was confusing when I heard that he's unhappy in AEW because it's like yeah, like fucking him and MJF are gonna go win the women's tag titles on Raw or some shit. I have no idea. <laughs> right. <laughs> what else did know. he want? 
I don't know. Unless it's not yeah. like he's not getting all the lucky charms, marshmallows kicked out of his bowl on his trailer or some shit like that. <laughs> he's really the highest paid guy. Highest paid he guy is, in the oh company. God, he, he, is, like, he is. I don't know. I, I mean, what more, what more do you want? You know, what's going on, brother Tim? What is going on? It's good. You, you think this think Punk set this all up himself? That's a good question. I, I mean, is it? Is I mean, I think, I think once we get into the dynamite right now, because I think there's a lot of questions that we would love to have the answers, but we can we're gonna throw honestly, we're gonna have a lot of assumptions to this. Yeah, a lot we of have scenarios. Well, I think the intent of part of me that's a coffee thing. Uh, I think he wanted to get his booze where he wanted to get them, and he didn't care. So I do appreciate at least his ability to go between cheering and being booed exactly when he wanted to. I think he did all of the boo. He deliberately. Uh, generate the booze and the cheers. It wasn't like he wasn't trying. So mm. he is, I mean, superior mic control. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Now it's time. It's not the time. It is Dynamite. That is right, ladies and gentlemen. It is time to do some recap for AEW Dynamite that happened 24 hours ago. Man. Besides the, the, the shoe promo of Hangman, but overall, this event was not not much matches, but a lot of promos. A lot of I've seen that they're really working on developing their repackaging on their promos, their recaps, their highlights. I'm enjoying it that at least they're they're doing it. Hey, yeah, they're doing it, so I'm happy. I guess they really are. They're listening. They're TK. You're fucking listening. I and I know you are. So. You know, don't come over here that you're not, because I know that you're listening, TK. I know you are. That's fucking bullshit. <laughs> well, you're bullshit, Dan. You are watching us, and you're watching, and you're listening very carefully. But yes, let's get into it. With the, of course, I will. Man, oh my God, where where do I start now? I'm just trying to get. Well, I, let's start with this, man. The theme of the night, and goddamn, they really rubbed it in. Let's count it. How many dragon references can you make on one two-hour program? Motherfucker. Coming out Sunday, HBO Max. It's gonna be probably pretty good. I'm into that sci-fi fantasy bullshit. And Game of Thrones is in my I like Game of Thrones. You know, I'm not getting Game of Thrones tattoos or anything, but I'll will watch this show. But motherfucker, American American Dragon, Dragon Killer, Dragon Lee, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, Don the Dragon Wilson. Uh, Peach Magic Dragon, Puff the Magic Dragon. It, it was just Dragon Central. Dragon Don't forget was, Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dragon Balls across your face. It was fucking dragoned up. Also, it was like any pop they could get in there. It was just paid promo, paid promo, and I almost got sick yeah. of it. It was oh. it was almost level to let's get in that DeLorean and bring back RoboCop walking out to WCW. Holy shit, it was that. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Well, yeah, let's get into this segment here. Punk and Moxie segment. Let's just get into it. I mean, of course, besides the Hangman situation, but Punk, kind of, you know, calling Moxie the third best wrestler because the second one is obviously his best friend, Eddie Kingston. And, you know, Moxie just coming out. Look, man, you can go ahead. The only reason why you came back because you, you were broke. You needed the money. And, and like, this segment. That's a shoot. That's a shoot. And I fucking enjoyed it. And he's like, man, and look, I'm, we can get, get, you know, pretty much we can fight right now, man. You ain't going to do shit. And I love how that, how Moxie brings that 
animosity <laughs> and like he comes in with root ruthless aggression for sure. Oh, we live, baby. Did, right. did he kiss him? I was trying to like figure out. Did he, he kiss did him? Kiss him. He I think did. He kissed I, him. Yes, he did. Because he... I went back and looked at it again. He gave him a peck, and I was like, "Oh, that's what yeah. was triggered." I was like, "What did he do?" And then I looked, and I, I went back. I was like, "Did he kiss him?" You did, yeah. Me too. Like, yeah. I'm like, "Wait, did he?" Yeah. And I went back, and then I mean, oh, shit, he, gave, he fucking gave him a peck. That's twice in one week he kissed the guy. <laughs> watching the clip. Watching the clip. Let's see it. Uh, oh my god, he did. He did kiss him, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think that was a way to capitalize for him going viral this past weekend for kissing uh, Effie in their matchup in GCW. Yeah, you guys saw the clip. Oh, yeah. yeah, so that was probably like them capitalizing on that viral moment. But yeah, I mean, this this was a crazy segment. I love the intensity that both guys brought. It felt realistic, so I'm all for it. Oh man, man, director, how about you? How do you feel about this segment? Yeah, once we got past the Adam Page thing, which I didn't know was being controversial as it was happening, so I was very entertained by it. Um, CM just still crushed his promo. It was very – I mean, his promos come off so natural, and he he does write them, but they don't seem scripted. You know, like he has very good bullet points. Yeah. He's very articulate. I have a big pet peeve with people that are like, um, like, uh, uh, like I fucking hate that. CM Punk has never once uttered any non-monosyllabic utterance like that. It's great. Um, I didn't have to write down many notes, uh, but I wanted to go over some things and add some things to CM's end of the script, which was clever because obviously AEW is full of smarks and they love references and they love Easter eggs and dropping the line that Moxley isn't the third best wrestler in his team. Uh, the first two nay three or four i would say he's not even the best wrestler at all on his team but wheeler yuda is definitely like the first two and then regal and then daniel and then claudio so that joke was funny referencing the shield because that's a theme in his career that was funny um not the best kingston in the locker room reference to kofi love that not the last not the first john i'm beating in chicago that was cena obviously love that some improvements it could have been made to the script CM could have said, you're not the most sober person in this ring. Would have loved that. Would have loved that. That would have been fucking yeah. beer chef kit. I mean, I mean, if you're already dropping bombs, then drop yeah. bombs. You know what I mean? You're not even the most sober person in this ring. And then Moxley could have retorted with, you're not even the best wrestler in your bedroom. Which oh, would have been That would have been. That must be my beer, man. <laughs> Up here. <laughs> nothing but net, man. That would have been like when um, who was it? Someone hired this man. Yeah, yes. right. Thank you. That's right. Tony Khan. What are you doing? You want a writer? You're gonna remember. You're gonna remember this. I'm trying to think who cut the promo. Lance Storm on Tommy Dreamer. Ever since your back's been out, you haven't been a whole lot of good to her. Talking about Don um, Beulah. Uh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> that was such a fucking gem highlight reel shoot work because you know Tommy had a bad back and he was dating Beulah. Mm-hmm. And it was Lance Storm to cut that, right? That was like the one yeah. time Lance Storm actually. I believe, yeah, that was like 99. Yeah. Around there, yeah. It reminded me of that. And they should have dropped that. I just wish that they did. And anyways, great promo by both of them. The kiss. <laughs> All right. <laughs> fucking weird. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. And um, now that we know where this this match actually might be taking place next week. 
Yeah. We don't know. We don't you know what's going to happen. Yeah. You cut it deep maybe, into I it. Maybe, I think maybe Paige is going to come out and then interfere, and then we might get that three-way dance in Chicago. Well, I, I doubt that because the whole storyline that they got going on with the Young Bucks and the Elite and the Dark Order and the trios titles with Hangman, like I thought that the way they were going to go with this would be Hangman Page like, and the Dark Order going against the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega in the finals. But we'll see. I mean, I think that you have to capitalize off of it right now because everyone's talking. So I'll be all for adding Hangman Page to that matchup. Man, right. Um, so, but then obviously what's going to happen next week is I think that he would run out, cause the DQ, and then get himself added, you know, traditional way that that would go. Very Vincey, I guess you could say. Because um, AEW has a very low non-finish rate, which is good. Yeah. For yeah. sure, and, and, and that brings to the question: like, What's the status of this? Why, why do you feel that Tony Khan made the decision to go ahead and put this title next week instead of waiting for All Out? What is the, what's the plan here? What do you, what do you think this is the, the plan? That's here? that's what I think, I think that was the plan this whole time. I don't know if that was like based off of what happened with the the page thing. Um, I think this wasn't a audible. I think that they already had this planned. And I, besides my speculation, I don't know where else it could go. Besides the non-finish leading into the paper, maybe MJF gets added, some shit like that. Like, Thank you. I was going to get into that because the fact is that I still feel that Punk is not 100%. Like I said, right now. I'm going to be honest. He looked pretty shredded. <laughs> as shredded as you're seeing, for sure. <laughs> I fuck. I hope you're fucking kidding me, man. I hope you're fucking kidding. Me. De Niro, what did we say last week? Like, what the fuck did we say? Yeah. Like, uh, so, oh. all right. CM Punk makes his return, and they keep on making reference to how good he looks. Taz is like, oh my god, look how great shape he's in. To be honest, he looks the fucking same. Like, CM <laughs> he Punk. Looks, he has, I can see some veins and a little bit of cuts, a little bit of. I mean, I guess a little crispier. He, he was in good that. shape before he left. It's not like he came all bulked out and they're like, oh my god, look at the difference. He was a little, he was a little, he was a little, I don't want to say um I would say puffy, not soft. <laughs> he just looked now he looks like he's actually like lifting less weights but more reps as opposed mm -hmm. to the other way around. It just looks like he kind of like when Moxley. Moxley was never small, but you know, when he took that hiatus and came back as like the exterminator. He had been benching heavy weights, and that was just a small change to his routine, and you saw it. So I think that, yeah. I think CM kind of did that a little bit in his days off. Man, like I said, I don't know what direction they're going with this. I still feel that Punk is not 100% because by looking at him going with those punches with Moxley, you could tell that that right leg was so tense up, and he held it. He made sure he, – he used his left foot to stop more than his right foot because the right foot is the one that he pretty much uh, – Oh, see, fuck, that's a body of a house mom. <laughs> God, Kofi. Yeah, but like, oh, house mom that, like, lifts groceries and kids all day. <laughs> Isn't it a bigger draw for all? Yeah, MJ for champ. And that's what I was going to get to. This match being on Dynamite, uh, not an all-out is brutal. Punk is one of the biggest matches they can put on. But that's a pay-per-view match, not a you know, Dynamite awful. I, I, I'm, I'm with you, I'm, but. I'm not mad at getting this match for free, though. I mean, either I'm not mad, but I feel that Punk is not ready. I I don't think he's ready. I will be pissed off if this goes to a draw and then they put it for the for the event. That is one scenario that I can say that, that I'll be upset because it's like, then why book it? Why the fuck did you put it for next week? Then yeah, and we, for me, it, it sounds desperate. Honestly, if, if you remember, we we literally was in the same position one year ago at this time. Because if you remember, it was Kenny Omega going against Christian Cage at the pay-per-view. 
and they had a matchup on Rampage two weeks before the pay-per-view. And they had yeah. the rematch at the pay-per-view. Yeah. So, and they just said, oh, well, one's for the Impact title, and then the one at All Out's going to be for the AEW World Champion. But nonetheless, we saw the pay-per-view main event with a clean finish like two weeks before on Rampage. So it's the same thing. I just feel like the only thing that scares me about this is if the rumors are true that CM Punk does not want to be in AEW no more, I'm scared that this is the thing since it was announced later on in the night that maybe something went happened in the back and maybe CM Punk said, I'm not doing the pay-per-view. So they were like, all right, let's get this title match out the way and then let's pivot to another direction for the pay-per-view. And then CM Punk may be walking out because it's, it's a little weird that all of a sudden now they're rushing the finish of this feud between him and Moxley. And then there's rumors that he's unhappy and doesn't want to be there. Yeah. So I hope that the rumors are not true. And I hope that this is not just a way to get the match out the way. So CM Punk could just leave. Yeah. I mean, I agree with that. I, yeah, I can't see a future of him anywhere else unless he really, really sat down with trips and was like, bro, we're adults. Let's figure this out. And I don't, I don't see that. I, th- I, I think mean, if he walks out, he's done with wrestling. Bret Hart has come back, and that was the conversation we're having now 10, 20 years ago. Anything is possible. Yeah, yeah. I agree it's with true. that. So, I, yeah, I, mean, I, I agree. But it's, I don't know. I just feel like if he walks out and he's not in AEW, I, I just think that he leaves wrestling again and um, probably doesn't wrestle. If he loses the belt next week, then MJF is going to come in his picture. MJF was the one that Tony Khan's to call him. Hey, I need an opponent for all out for Moxley. You're going to be the one. You're going to be over. MJF will win. That could be the case. Or if Punk wins, let's say they enter MJF into that mix, get him going with Punk in the promos. That could be another, you know, scenario there too. I watch. I I, uh, I hope we're all being. <laughs> I would love that. I would love being played like a fucking fiddle for once like this. I hope so too. It's been so long. It's been so long. Yeah, you couple Let's be honest, as the fans, we shouldn't really care if he leaves. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> oh man, nice. I, I like, I like, I like Punk's aura that he brings. He brings. He brings eyes and ears, and I can appreciate that. You know, and, and he is the number one draw for AEW. Like, yeah, you can't I, deny I, the fact that he's their biggest star. I'm entertained by him. I'm, he's not in my top ten list for for at least at least for wrestlers, maybe for entertainers. And the passion that fans have for him, I'm cool with it. Like I have, he, I have no reason to not appreciate him. Yeah, it just there's so many scenarios you could use in this situation. It just that it's what Punk decides. I mean, if the that's the case that he does leave because of that that bullshit that will happen with you know Hangman, or he wants to leave for other technical reasons, so be it. Or he's not 100% ready. Maybe he wants to drop the belt. For him, it makes no sense for him to be a champion. If he's uh, if he's injured, why should he feel that way? Understanding that Khan wants to, you know, that's his, that's his guy. That's his dream guy to have. And that's the guy he wants as his champion. That's why he never stripped him. Why he created an interim. He did it before with a TNT with Cody. So there, there's so many there's so many ways how this can be resolved. But it's, I think it comes down to what's going to happen next when. Uh, the outcome is where we'll get a better understanding of it. And what about if this match doesn't even happen at all, too? That, like how Clark's reading, what about he does really walk out of this and show up? That's another thing. I mean, yeah, he does. He's a, he's a draw. He is. He's a legit draw. He does bring it. I'm not disagreeing at all. I'm with Chris, too, that I he's probably the top entertainer 
but he's no longer that wrestler that we saw 15 years ago or like no he's that ring of modern punk is gone you know obviously that's he's no longer there so i, I just with this scenario i i i don't we have to wait and see it's we can throw so many assumptions to it but i think we'll get we'll get the answer next wednesday and find out and once we do then we'll get an answer what direction they're heading with all out because I think that's you know where the main thing is what the fuck's gonna happen all, all out in Chicago. You know, you yeah. need the need to have a main event. So I I my last resort will be bring MJF back. And that's gonna cost Kirch at his best. And I, I feel that MJ is the right guy, which he should have been already a champion by now. I said this a while back. MJF would have been the one winning the belt at All Out. He should have been champion at All Out, beating either Hangman or Punk, which I still feel that way. If they're going to take it away from Moxie, give it to Punk, and going to give Punk an opponent, should be MJF. Should be MJF to be you know involved and have MJF come back and cut all this promo. Remember, at the Dynamite, when he cut that promo, the camera, I don't know if the camera caught it, Punk went out there looking for MGF. Like, what the fuck's wrong mm-hmm. with you? Why'd you cut that promo? So that it should lead it to something that was MGF too. And yeah. you, you have your homegrown AEW star winning it over Punk, which should makes for me sense that happens should happen in Chicago with him. You know, yeah. you know MGF and Punk. If if we like I said, we don't know what's gonna happen next week. If it'll be a tie, okay. or no contest. I don't. We don't know. I could tell you that probably in typical AEW fashion, this would be the first match of next week. I won't be surprised either because that's going to be the highest rated. Just like the Brian Danielson King yeah. Omega was the first match. Well, the first match that was the first match of the night. I'll tell you so, what, I, I was there and I was shocked that that match was going on first. Like, I literally just got to the venue, Dynamite starts, and all of a sudden, I'm like, wait, that's happening now? <laughs> <laughs> I almost missed this shit. Oh, hell no. <laughs> Oh man! So, you mean you didn't want to watch twenty minutes of um, Seth Rollins laughing at Matt Riddle? Nah, I, I passed up on that. <laughs> I can't do Rollins impersonation. <laughs> I can't do it. Oh man! All right, let's get into it now. We're gonna get into the Brian Danielson and Daniel Garcia best out of three, two out of best out of two out of three falls. Man, I just wanted to digress with this one fantastic fucking matchup. And I'm going to say this right now. Brian put Garcia over. He fucking put him over. Big time. He put him over. And this was, for me, this was a, a remind. A, it reminds me of PWG a little bit. It reminds me of bar wrestling. It reminds me of Ring of Honor, Brian Danielson. And seeing Garcia of what he's done. Now, mind you, he took the first fall. He beat Brian Clean the first fall. So that's what I enjoyed. I, I This match was fucking match of the night for me here in Dynamite. I, I know I'm going to get shit on about the main event, but I think this was a main event for sure at its best. And, and this is what I don't get. I don't understand. Did he, Garcia should have been in... Blackpool Combat Club in the first place. Not jazz. It makes no fucking sense. When, when, when they first brought the group together, I was like, what the... F-? I, I just didn't get it. I, I didn't understand it. I, Garcia doesn't fit. He's not an entertainer. He is a wrestler. And then I love the fact how 
Brian was trying to, you know, shake his hand after the match for Danny Jericho, which I, by the way, I do, I do love how they're building, how they created now that story, how it's going to develop. Jericho coming in, being the middleman. Hey, what are you doing? You're not going to shake his hand? No, hell no. And Garcia pushing him off. So now it's the buildup between Brian and Jericho for All Out, which I like it. I think that they did this right. Whoever planned this, whoever, you know, between Brian and Garcia and Jericho, awesome. I love it how they how they started that fucking fuel to now be, you know, heading into All Out. So I really enjoyed it. So, De Niro, I'll take it to you. Yeah, right there with you, man. I love this matchup. This matchup was a banger. Um, I just love, like, real quick, like, I love how AEW week in and week out puts on phenomenal matches. Like, it's crazy how we're watching Raw and SmackDown now and saying, wow, that match was good. But AEW's been doing this for the three years that they've been around. They put on pay-per-view quality matches on free TV weekly, and they never disappoint. This matchup was no different. This matchup was a banger, and I feel like this matchup right the wrongs of the last time that these two guys had a matchup because they had a great matchup, but then with the whole interference of Jake Hager, I feel like it took away from the moment of Daniel Garcia beating Brian Danielson. This one, there was no interference. He had to do it on his own, and even in defeat, he still goes over because he looked like a million bucks. Brian Danielson definitely gave him the rub and made him look like a freaking star. I, I, I agree with you, too, that he fits more with the combat club. But I think that that was the, by design. Like, he was the guy that was going to feud with the combat club, and they all respect him to the point that he starts to question why is he with the Jericho Appreciation Society. So I think that, that that's a great story that they're building here. And I, I'm really intrigued to see where this goes. I, I love Garcia's feud with uh, Wheeler Yuta and their match at Ring of Honor was amazing. I think that they would be an even better tag team for AEW. So if Ooh. Daniel Garcia did join the uh, Blackpool Combat Club, I think that that would be a great team. But for sure, this is just great stuff. And having someone like Ricky the Dragon Steamboat ringside as well was awesome too. Too many dragons today. <laughs> <laughs> dragon, You got the Dragon Slayer. You got, of course, the Dragon. You got the other Dragon. And this was, of course, brought oh, to I was you watching by Dragon Tales for a second. Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, man. But, man, yes. This was good shit. It was good shit. Director, the floor is yours. Yeah, that was a five-star TV match. That was a six-star pay-per-view match. Absolutely. Or other way around, I guess. You five say. beers. Five beers, not stars. Yeah, yeah. Mo oh, hey, Estrella Modelo, I guess. I don't know. Is Estrella a beer? Uh, Estrella. Sort of, yeah, yeah, that's a beer, right? That counts. Yes. Yeah. Sort of <laughs> yeah uh, a thing that DeLorean brought up that I don't know if a lot of kids today are talking about is the rub. That's a real thing where um, Bret Hart was real good at that. Is he would bring up an up and comer and make them look real good. And then they would take that experience on with them and they would look real good in turn. And Daniel Garcia might be one of the most talented wrestlers that no one is talking about on the list of top five most talented wrestlers right now. And this match proved it. He's been doing single matches, singles matches, I think, for a while. Yeah. Um, he was he was in a tag team originally, right? Was he in like yes. top four or something? He, he was with um, 2.0. 2.0, that's right. Yeah. So, yeah, when he started going singles and then with these, I mean, each time he wrestles is with a bigger and bigger name. And he's with the biggest name in the business right now. Yeah. Perfect match. The longer it went, the more I felt tranquilo. I was like, it was like watching a movie where it's just 
20 minutes of action and you're just like it's like the end of Django. You're just like, just keep it going. Just keep it going. <laughs> keep it going. I was like, motherfucker. Such a great movie. Yeah, I yeah. loved, loved uh, how the game plans would work against Danielson. He would, move, you, you know, Daniel Garcia would start using the American Dragon moves. I love the, I love the swearing. I love all the motherfuckers that was dropped in that. I love that they didn't, I mean, at least in my feed, they didn't bleep them. So, <laughs> no, um, I didn't. Okay. That. Yeah. I love that. It's, yeah. And I think, like you said, I was going to bring this up by design that he was put on a heel team just to make the impact of him going face that much more important. Um, but then also, if you do put him in Blackpool, that's a lot of people. And that's a lot of competition within itself. He is on yeah. par with either Yuta as far as in a similar division of mid card, you know, US title, intercontinental title. So there could be conflict there. Maybe they feud, and then maybe one of them have to like lose or leaves Blackpool, something like that. But he does belong there. So yeah, I I hope they don't do like a double swerve where like he feuds with Jericho, and then when it comes down to it, he teams with Jericho, which is kind of what I thought was going to happen last night. I thought he too. I thought he'd be like, you don't get to hit him. I'll hit him. I thought it was definitely like that is about to happen. Yeah, and it still may. Um, it's still it's still May, but uh, yeah, I, I I don't know who's Brian and Garcia would be team shots. That would be fucking match of the year. That'd be for technical. real. Easy. Oh Easy. Now I gotta uh, see it. Yeah. Now, now I want to see that. You have to will it into fruition. Manifest that yes. shit, bro. Law of attraction. Yeah. But so, yeah. But I mean, Absolutely. Absolutely. no complaints about that segment. Not nothing. Nothing. Perfect. Oh. Okay. Toranquiro. Tranquilo, right? Tranquilo, you were tranquilo. <laughs> yes, you were. But let me ask you this, which I, I you know, the follow-up question. Did you, do you guys like this, how the beginning of the storyline now with Jericho and Brian heading into All Out? And what do you expect out of these two at All Out? I mean, what is, when was the last time they ever fought at all? I mean, I don't remember. I mean, one thing I do remember was, the NXT show. Remember I don't see that. Brian Danson's first match with, yeah, with Jericho. Yeah, Jericho, right? That was it, but that was um, oh squash. It wasn't like a match. Uh, like something happened at an elimination chamber. That might be the one you're talking about. I, you know, it's a good, it's a good question because I don't remember. definitely been a while. I just, go- I just Googled it, and I see like a highlight reel from an elimination chamber, but that might have been the same thing you're talking about. I think, it, I think it was definitely before like the whole Yes movement and Brian Danson definitely like getting over with the WWE crowd. I think it was right. before all that because if you remember, Jericho would take like his little breaks in between too with WWE. So it had to be like probably before 2014. So it's been a while. Right. How do you guys feel about it though? Like heading to all out now, these are going to be that's the storyline pretty much for them to, to like the fire for the matchup happening in all out. I mean, are you guys intrigued of this matchup and the story? How's it going to develop? If, if Jericho brings the type of quality match that he did last week with Moxley. And he has that type of matchup with Brian Danielson, all for it because that'll be a masterpiece. Oh man, how about you, director? How you feel about that? I like this. I mean, I don't have any real complaints about it. I'm not like, oh shit, dream matchup, can't wait for this to happen. I'm excited by it. I like the pro wrestlers or sports entertainers versus wrestlers team they have going on behind it because it's so outlandish to think that the sports entertainer is a better wrestler in a way. I like that's such a ridiculous point of view that I love it. Like, <laughs> it's like what Drew McIntyre said on Raw. He was like, 
whether you want to call yourself a sports entertainer or pro wrestler, we're wrestlers in the wrestling ring. So let's yeah, wrestle. or, or superstar or, or superstar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which I mean, as you guys sidetrack, know that the word wrestler was blacklisted for the past twelve years. Yeah. So if yeah. Vince was there, we would have seen, I don't know, probably a tombstone. But uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's an interesting storyline. I don't hate it. it. Is what it is. Jazz versus Blackpool. It has to happen. I mean, we're still waiting on Eddie versus Jericho to resolve itself, essentially. Oh, I hope no, please, that no, no, no more, no, no, no more, no more. No Man, after you went on for like six months, I'm sick of that shit. Yeah, right, yeah, cool. like, I, I feel that. I feel, I'm not saying I want that. To end. I'm saying I know they haven't ended it, so it's it is what it is. We were just talking about the law of attraction, man. Please don't manifest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go, 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 can 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 watch that. <laughs> What's going on, Dan? That's right. What's our good, Dan? Dan? Cage my IQ. Make sure you subscribe to our brother. You know what dream tag team match I want to see? I want Garcia and Danielson versus the Kings of Wrestling. Give me Claudio and Chris Hero versus these two. Oh my fucking god! Yes. I love a Chris Hero return. Chris Hero is a guy who holds a special place in my heart. And I was reading his article. He's like, he's ready to come back, but he's like, he's waiting for the right time. And I'm like, fuck, when? I've been, I've been dying to see Chris Hero back in the ring. I can like, see him joining um, Ring of Honor, for sure. I Well, before, you know, it got sold to Tony Khan, he was the head booker. He took over Delirious' place. He was? Oh, I uh, thought he was just like an agent. Uh, at first. But then they have him. Then they had him do the live shows. He was Ed Booker and the creative. And that's so that's great for him because he's definitely a creative guy. Oh fuck yeah, he is. He's a creative guy. I mean, yeah, he is. All right, and then we got to move into a squash match, which I don't know what direction they're going with them, but I mean, let's just get into it. Of course, the Gun Club and the Varsity Blondes. We got a very brief right. Um. Uh, I, I Steve Bernie blinked and I'm like, what the fuck happened? That was it. The Colt 45 and what? what the I didn't expect that, honestly. But then we just see, of course, I'm proud of you, sons. This is the way I wanted you guys to be. And Stokely comes out, and then of course, out of nowhere, the you know, the, you know, the gun club, the kids attack their father, and we see the acclaim coming back, make you know, coming for the rescue, and they reunite with Billy Gunn. And scissor me, Daddy, scissor me. And there you go. You get scissors. That's right. So they're back. They're back in action. So now they're so it looks like a lot of you know, I'm really intrigued what Stokely's what Stokely's up to. That's why I want to know your guys' thoughts. I mean, thought I mean, there's nothing much thought about the match, but thoughts about the turnaround. I mean, of can we trust Billy Gunn this time after he kind of pulled the same thing the first time? But this time could it be real? I mean. What are you? What are your thoughts, director? What do you think about this storyline with the claim and the gun club and Stokely now being involved? I want the switches to stop, but uh, I think this is all that's right with this angle. I think that Billy Gunn with the acclaim is correct. I liked that legit children attack their dad. That is, I can't remember the last time that's ever happened. I mean, it probably has. I just can't. I can't think of it. I, I know it exists, but yeah, that was hilarious. I thought I definitely thought that was going to happen for sure. Um, and yeah, the acclaim is going to be probably one of the best seconds of all time. And I don't mean just because under Billy Gunn's tutelage. That's not really. That's like a that's a work. But just in general, they're great on the mic. They're great in the ring. 
Max Casker is over like Rover and Billy Gunn is just going to help bring more comedy and wrestling to the product. Yeah. Um, yeah. And obviously I think that Stokely just did the whole hardy party thing and just paid them said, turn on your dad. Here's some money. Come join me. Pretty, pretty cut and dry. One Oh one. By the way, Dan, love your shirt. He said, it says what approved. <laughs> Talk about your shirt, oh, Chris. Oh, my shirt. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was say. Yeah, I was like, oh, you know, where Blackcraft? I know that uh, Bobby from Blackcraft used to be married to uh, someone from WWE. Forget her name. Melina, right? Was it Melina? You said Melina yeah. last time, if I remember. I don't right. mean, but it was someone else, like Rachel or Raquel or something. Oh. I can look it up. I mean, De Niro, what are your thoughts on this one? I mean, I, I like it. I, I thought that this was going yeah, to lead to Rosa Mendez. Uh, yeah. Oh, um, Rosa Mendez. Her real name is Melina. So yeah. I thought that this was going to lead to uh, what I predicted a couple weeks ago, where you know maybe the Gun Club turns on Billy Gunn, and then we get Billy Gunn and Road Dog versus the Gun Club. Like I know Road Dog is like really itching to get to AEW. He keeps on mentioning it. He would love a spot in AEW. So I thought that that was going to lead to something like that. But Way I'm too. I'm all for I'm all for uh, him teaming back up with the acclaimed. But it just doesn't make too much sense to me because, you know, Billy Gunn turned on the acclaimed and now the acclaimed is coming to his, like, help. I don't know why they're even involved with it if this is, like, their own thing. But whatever. I mean, I'm for it. I just – I don't know how much more mileage you could get out of the Gun Club versus the acclaimed. They already had their dumpster match. Like, what else are you going to do? I, yeah, I'm with you. I don't know what's next. I mean, I think they should end it all out. And if it, if it does – and what I would love to have it all out was to have – the gun club bring up a see he's a real dad. Road dog comes out with them and just cupping him by the to the ring. You see Billy Gunn's face like you son of a I'm, bitch. I'm, trying to, I'm not feeling that at all. <laughs> I, I, I I would love that. I mean shit. Come on, like really? You took over my boys? Like I I I'm you stole my sons? You stole my sons from me. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that. I think I, that will catch you know catch my attention. I don't but, think that um, I don't think that would help the acclaim, in my opinion. But I mean, it would be funny. I mean, I mean yeah, overall, it would be funny. The New Age Outlaws are my favorite tag team of all time, so that would be something that would that would play to that, you know. But that, I don't think that's going to push the acclaim forward. Nah, yeah, no, nah, I don't think so either. But I think I think this is the way to kind of end the storyline between the both teams because these two teams, honestly, and I said this weeks ago that they're hot, they're ready, they're ready to go. Now it's time to push them. You have a, the acclaim, which when one is over as heels, now you're transitioning as faces. Now it is the time to, you know, put the pedal to the metal with them after the storyline's over and start progressing that tag team division more to give challenges to FTR. I mean, well, who's the champions? Um, besides FTR. But uh, a swerve and, 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 yeah, at least that. And as for Varsity Blondes, I make them heels. They need to fucking be the heels of the Hollywood Bronx. Break them up. Or break them up. I think I, I like break them Yeah. I, don't know. I like the team of, uh, what was it, Brock Anderson and Brian Pillman from uh, Ric Flair's last match. That was mm. a much better team than the Varsity Blondes. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah I mean, I nobody, know, nobody cares. I, I, I mean that respectfully. It's not their fault that they're trying to be the Hollywood Blondes, which obviously is a tribute to, to Brian Pillman. Um, but no one's cheering them and no one's booing when they get beat up. That's just, it's not their fault. And that's what you don't want as a wrestler. You want them to, you want the fans to have some sort of reaction to you. Like whether it's booing or cheering, like when the fans are silent, that's when you should worry. 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, speaking of that, I mean, we did see the private party and, you know, Swerve and, um, <clears throat> let's see, Prime Filming should be healed. Uh, yeah, Swerve and uh, Keith Lee. I guess they're heading into what, Rampage uh, on Friday night for the yeah. Tag Team Books. What happened on Private Party, man? I, I, I wanted to ask you guys, how do you guys feel now? Remember, like three years ago, they were like one of the hottest tag teams. Those then... are my boys. I trained with them in House of Glory. I, I want to see them do good. I, I wish that they were I, elevated more. I don't know, man. I, I'm not, it, I, I feel really sad for them. It's, it's, it's sad that where, where they came in three years. I mean, they were up there the first year. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to knock them. Their but first appearance, happens. they they beat the Young Bucks on Dynamite, and everyone thought they were the, going to be the next big thing. And then just, I guess, poor booking for them. I, I think they they. I don't want to say flash in the pan. I think they had a lot of their time, and I don't know if there's a reason there's less time for them now, unless there's more tag teams, which maybe there are. Maybe the trio things kind of took over, but it has been a minute. I mean, Acclaim kind of took their spot, to be fair. Yeah, because um, so, they're good on the mic. And Private Party is always being compared to Street Profits. And it's a claim a little bit too, but like they just don't have something. They're good in the ring, but they're just not on the mics as much as a claim and definitely don't have the caster effect. So I think, a little bit, I think a little bit of that was like before the acclaim showed up, you had private party. Then you had the Hardy party, which kind of killed it. And then the claim came over and then sort of like weaned them off a little bit. Yeah. Let me, let me ask you this before we move on to the next you know topic, but if you had opportunity to, if they give you in charge of the tag team division, and who would you put over? Like, who would you help? Who would you, what team would you help develop right now that needs development? What would you do? Name at least two of them, like, that you That needs development? Or just yes. teams that I think could see, I could see them in bigger roles? Like, which one? That too, overall, both. Like, both. A, team that needs, a team that needs help or a team that needs a push? That's help and a push. Big. Help and a push. All right. So one help, one push. Yes. I think for a push, for sure, it got to be the acclaimed. The acclaimed is so over. Like, I could see them easily winning those tag titles and becoming huge fan favorites. Um, for help, that's – I always thought that the Butcher and the Blade was a great tag team with a great look, and I always thought that they would be future tag team champions. So I think for sure I would help them because they, they shouldn't be in the spot that they're given. They're barely seen – uh, Butcher is definitely a hell of a wrestler. The Blade has been a around for a long time, and he's a great wrestler. And you see, like, constantly, you constantly see Butcher in better shape than he was the last time you saw him, and he's trying to get better. He's progressing, and I don't know. I just feel like they deserve a lot more than what they are getting. I do like uh, Dan's point. He's like, top flight. Yeah, but Darius needs to be fucking healthy, yeah, man. If Darius could stay healthy, like... He came back for one match and then unfortunately hurt himself again. Yes, I mean, director, what about you? Um, yeah, I agree. I mean, they are pushing the acclaim for sure. I don't know how soon they're going to get those tag titles because they're kind of uh, riding the FTR jock right now, which is totally fair. Um, and then for help, I mean, we talked about what needs to happen with Varsity Blondes, whether it's breakup or shakeup. Uh, I, I I don't care either way. I guess so. If I had to pick a team. I, I don't know who needs help. Like, I can't. Is there a tag team rankings on AEW or is it just singles? They have tag team, team rankings, but it's not as. It's, fuck the rankings. I'm not even looking at the rankings right no, now. No, no, I'm not worried about the rankings. I'm just looking for the roster. Oh, Jesus Christ. Mm. 
Let's see. But I mean, yeah, I, it just right, me. I would help the. I would really help uh, put you. I'm with you. Push Butcher and Blade. And who I, I would help too will be Bird Country. Men, yeah, because mm. when, you, when you need when you say help, I mean like a lot of the tag teams are just veterans who are in a tag team. Like Men of the Year are two veterans. Um, Young Bucks are veterans, you know. Santino Ortiz are veterans, so they don't need help per se. So I mean, maybe Butcher and the Blade just because they're really, again, kind of never cheered, never booed even though they're heels yeah. and they're always like in the middle of a mess. They're definitely the henchmen of whatever team they're with. So, yeah, I think I, they I, should I, just be their own entity. Like they yeah. can be their own entity. And I don't even know where they're at right now. Are they in jazz? Are they in the pinnacle? Like where the fuck are they? There's some, there's somewhere. Uh, they, they were with <laughs> Hardy and then that whole thing broke up the yeah, family yeah, office thing. <clears throat> yeah. They, I mean, they need a better, I mean, honestly to be unoriginal, but it would work. They need to be more in a, um, Acolyte's position, an APA sort of deal, where like they're just ugh, hired for some shit, which I would be cool with. If they did something like that, and it was com- very obvious it was an APA ripoff, I wouldn't be mad about it. And that's yeah. kind of what like they were when they came in. If you remember, MJF was just using them as hired guns, and then yeah. thought that 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 was the gimmick they were going to have. But then we like fell away from that. Speaking of fell away from that, which I'm I'm falling away. I don't know how you guys is this damn fucking. Feud. I'm sick and tired of this feud already. I am not invested anymore. I'm I'm losing it. They're waiting you know, so long to pull the trigger. Yes, that needs to happen. You know, it, it it needs to. I I am not invested in this damn feud. I mean, if you if whoever caught the promo completely, I I, I caught it, but I just I I stopped paying attention and like just make the match happen. That should have been booked next week instead of yeah. just waiting for all out. Jesus I think Christ, the, the problem is Jungle Boy is not convincing at all. Like he, he sounded. I've been saying it forever. Like, I don't know. Like all right, so the network said he can't say the word pussy. He was like, "Well, I was told I can't say a certain word, but I wore it on my shirt. I was told not to wear this shirt anymore." It was like this is boring, man. Like he had no. I don't know. Like when he was talking to the crowd. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> say it. Say it. I said, I said, have you seen his dad act? Oh. Uh, my mom was in love with him. My mom used to be a your huge mom, fan your of. Uh, your mom was a Dylan guy, not or Dylan girl. Yeah, she she was a big uh nine one. What was it? Nine zero two one zero. Nine zero two one zero. Yeah. Every I remember every Friday, whatever it was, like she was like, oh, I have to go watch nine zero two one zero. I'm like, and but yeah, watch Dylan at the Peach Pit on his motorcycle. <laughs> I love Luke Perry, but yeah, that um, I I don't care what's going to happen here. I yeah, it has to be one and done. They have to have their match get it over with. And I I don't know if they're going to have Jungle Boy now swerve on Lucha, Lucha swerve back to Christian. It just has to be not anymore. <laughs> I don't exactly. I, I just don't know. Like I, I don't know. Like. This is the I mean, problem with AEW. They have their feuds like they draw them out too long, and then it's under the disguise of long-term story booking. But when you just drag shit out to drag it, you can't just always say it's long-term story building. It's boring. Yeah, because there's not really—I mean, for pun intended—any evolutions in a lot of the storylines. Yeah. See, even Tim, I'm with Tim. It's just I'm not invested. I, I, I this should happen next week. This should have happened next week. Not up waiting to a pay-per-view. 
I, I was just not invested in this this feud. I, I feel bad for Jungle. Honestly, if people think it's helping develop Jungle Boy, I'm sorry, it's not. You know, and my promo wise, no, it's not. It's it's not working. It's it's I don't. Uh, he, needs- he looked bad, especially when they they told him, "Oh, well, you can't say this word, so I'm not going to say this word." Like, man, if you're over here and you have like a killer instinct and you're you're calling Christian Cage a pussy, and then you're going to come out the next week and say, "I was told I can't say that anymore, so I'm not going to say that anymore." Like, seriously, I don't know. I, it just seemed bad. Like he seemed like a little kid. Like I was, I got in trouble for saying a bad word. Sorry, guys. Like. Oh, yeah, like what the fuck? Are you trying to be like, what, you want to be the early John Cena one? With oh, I don't swear, I don't say anything type of you know. No, like ah, oh, my god, damn it, Jungle Boy, we need aggression. We do, we do need that ruthless aggression from you. And this promo, this feud is not doing it. You need to move on. Wow, I would have booked Jungle Boy. Make him. He is young. He's hot. Make him like your fucking early version of HBK 1994 or 96. Take it into that direction. Like, have the girls all over him, but he's like, oh, hey, hey you know, like, and have he's the boys. A, he's already with Anna J. Like, Anna J should be with him and not with the Jericho Appreciation Society. Like, or at least give me Anna J, Tay Conti, and Sammy Guevara. I wouldn't mind that at all, at least. That would be know? funny. They could be called Double Date. Thank <laughs> <you>. <laughs> the worst thing ever. Just the worst. It's just something, something different, man. Not this one, for God's sakes. Oh my God. Yeah. All right, and then we get, of course, Tony Storm since Kylie King. Oh, are we going to mention guess... that John Moxley and CM Punk came back out and started brawling Why again? We... <laughs> Tony Nese, yeah, that was that was whatever. <laughs> that was fine. That's that's fair. That's 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 old old hat. They Raw used to do that. No, but the thing is, I think it's something that AEW doesn't typically do. And I think that that was actually something pretty special because usually AEW has just segments where you never see like one storyline play out throughout the whole episode. And I feel like that's like the start of them making it more like episodic. So I think it's like answering some of our like wants that we were talking about here, how they need to do more things that like play out throughout the episode of Dynamite and not just little segment here and then you don't talk about it again. So I thought that that was actually a good step forward for them. Agreed. Agreed. Give me what I want. That's right. They're giving it to you, bro. <laughs> they are. Yeah. But this one, I was, this is okay. This is where I'm really uh, kind of upset with the women's division. I feel bad for Thunder Rosa because okay, after this match, it was already announced that now Tony Storm will be facing the rematch at All Out. And something's telling me uh, King should be shut. King should be yes, she should be. Wish she's part of the CCW uh, up in Florida, uh, and uh, but the women's division. Okay, this is my concern. We haven't even seen Cargill get booked against Athena. Statlander's out six to eight months. She was gonna get her push. It sucks. She's out with a torn ACL. I wish she had but a speed recovery. I she should have been the TBS champion right now. This is why I whoever's booking the women's division is frustrating me because. I don't know what's going on here. So it looks like they might take away the belt from Thunder Rosa. I mean, is that what it is? I mean, and then people are going to, sh- like, I'm going to say it right now ahead of time. If that does happen, people are going to trash Rosa's title ring. Guess what, ladies and gentlemen? This is not Rosa's fault. Blame the booking 
who are not booking me correctly. The one thing she did fucking do is went to Japan and defended it at Yoshio to Tokyo Pro. And like how people shit it on Hangman's page title ring, they're gonna shit on this one. But then what's next after? Let's say Tony Storm wins after then what? I it just what I'm saying is they could have been different feuds right now. We could have seen maybe Athena getting be the next one up in line. Where's Ruby Soho? She's healthy. Like this is where I digress of the women's divisions booking that someone needs to fucking fix this, man. It's it's. It, I'm not saying that the match won't deliver, but it's not. If the fans are not invested, I I'm not. I guess what we know who's gonna win. I have a feeling they're gonna put it on Tony. I don't yeah. think. I think that that's it for Thunder. It's sad because she hasn't gotten the proper title ring, and but that's not her fault. You get what you get me. So it's like that's why I, I digress about this and why I wanted to. Bring it up, you know. I'm throwing the pipe bomb. Fucking Tony Khan, you're full of shit. But <laughs> I don't know how you feel, director, man. I digress. Um, I think that Kylan King deserves to be on Dynamite now. She's had a run on uh, Dark, and she this is definitely her coming out party. Hell of a fight. Good. I mean, no botches, which is good. I, I don't judge botches anyways, but like, it was a good storytelling match. Um. The match overall, I was not disappointed in. So I had no complaints about the quality wrestling in that match. And you're saying that Tony beating Thunder Rosa diminishes Thunder's title reign? I don't think so. Um, I don't think, I mean, so Tony already has a clean loss to uh, Britt Baker, right? Was that for a title shot? Yeah. Uh, Yes. So uh, I hate that, I mean, I don't, Honestly, if, if that match didn't exist, I would think Tony was going to lose this because I don't know how damaging two clean title losses within a couple months would be for her career. I'm sure her career in the ring could recover, but I don't think it damages Thunder Rosa that bad. I, I don't think people are going to be like, oh, Thunder Rosa was a paper champ who ain't shit just because she lost to Tony Storm, who in herself is a quality wrestler. Yes. Um, that's that's my opinion right there. Is I'm not going to be mad who wins or loses that match. I don't think it, anyone's career is going to suffer that bad if they take the loss. Yeah, but yeah, no. I, I mean, of course, I'm not like singing like that. But what what might what I'm trying to mean is just like the title reign itself. People will unfortunately they which you'll see it in, in, in a community, in the IWC community. They will they'll shit on it because oh because this is like this would make. Fifth women's champion in AEW ever? Is that it? What we're at right now? It was, I believe so. Yeah, you're right. Uh, that's, you know, that's not that bad. No, it's not. No. Yeah, it's Haru, Nell Rose. Uh, I forget well, yeah, who. Riho, Riho, Rio, Nell Rose, Rick uh, Baker, Tony Thunderstorm. She, she, Thunderstorm. Does. Yeah, sorry. Our <laughs> <fun> name. <laughs> I, who? Did Britt beat Nyla before it? Is that where that came out of? No, she beat uh, Sheeta. She beat Sheeta. So, yeah, Sheeta. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, this would be the sixth time. And that's not that bad. It's not like the 24-hour title or something like that. So, if you're talking about, like, oh, it's been so many title changes, it's been diminished. I also don't think so. So, I think where the problem lies is it's not that Tony Storm is going to win the match. I think that she would be the right person to go over, too. Well, I just think that it's just the title ring for Thunder Rosa in general. 
every feud that she was in, there was no real feud. It was just, this is who you're going against. They have maybe like one or two promos, and then it's like you don't talk about it for a couple weeks, and then the match happens. She had only one time where there was like a feud where they were talking on the mic and cutting promos back and forth, and it was with Serena Deeb, and the Deeb feud really didn't help Thunder Rosa because like it kind of exposed her on the mic. So I feel like ever since then, they've been scared to give her any mic time for anyone that she's going against. And then they did rehash the whole feud with Britt Baker numerous times during the title reign. So I feel like that's the only reason why it's not up there with one of the top women's title reigns, just because there was no real stories behind any of her feuds. So if she loses it here to Tony Storm, then it's like, all right, what did she do with the title? She didn't do really nothing with it. Even this feud with Tony Storm, it's stemming from last week when Tony Storm says, I want a title shot. And Thunder Rosa says, we'll talk about it. Like, that's the storyline? Like, yeah. seriously? It, it, exactly. That's my point. It's just bad fucking booking of how the storyline. How, how is even, the storyline? We'll talk about it. And then also, it's booked. Like, that's literally how you got your <laughs> fucking... It? All Out is their biggest show of the year. That's your women's storyline going into the show? Hey, I want a title shot? All right, we'll talk about it. All right, let's do it. Like, <laughs> I want my title shot, it. all right? We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it, okay? <laughs> like, oh, yeah, that's... <laughs> well, you know, even everybody right here in the chat is like, you see, I love Rosa Rosa, but your title was reported. I hate one, one of one. Rosa, yes. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Kofi, man, I love Kofi. Tony looks at the start of the title. It's also ah, time for Cargill to end the streak. It's getting oh. old. It shows us. <laughs> Jay Cargill can go 100 no, and I'd be cool with it. Pro didn't help. <laughs> we'll go back and forth with their story that has been progressed from Bitten Door. Okay. Uh, I'd rather, I'd rather DB in this spot. I wouldn't disagree on that. <laughs> subject to change. <laughs> I, think too, I think we have two weeks. It's too soon to put Baker back into this program. I don't think that her character yeah. is too good to rush it for sure. I, oh, yeah. I just feel like AEW needs more story for the women. Like sometimes there's like really no story at all going into the pay-per-views for the women. And then you have like these blood feuds and these hate feuds for the men for the main event, every single pay-per-view. But then the women's title is just, I want a title shot. Okay. Well, I, feel like, I feel like when Baker had the belt, there was some good story going on there where she would, she lost that like hardcore match against, I think Thunder Rosa, where she was, she came out of that basically the winner, even though she lost. Yeah, you know, she was like the new queen of hardcore to a lot to, to me at least, and that to me that mattered. Like Britt Baker's done the things that we, in my opinion, want to be doing for everybody else. Well, Baker could carry herself Jet on Lander's, the mic. Jetlander's made out of fucking pixie sticks and toothpicks, man. She is broken <laughs> on the way to the ring. But here's the thing: is like Britt Baker, to your point, was able to carry feuds on the mic. She was able to yeah. really talk you into wanting to see the matchup. Yeah, she, so, had, she, had, she had not only segments, but vignettes and can actually wrestle. Yeah, so she was like the complete package where Thunder Rosa is coming off as a great wrestler, a cool look, but can't really cut a good promo. And I feel like that's hurting her title reign. Yeah, and it's not a language barrier. Her English is totally fine. Like I, So I don't want anyone to hear anybody, oh, she doesn't speak English very well. I can't understand her. That's, I've heard that. That's bullshit. You're just not yeah. trying. But if she did have maybe, I don't know, like a gold dust, you know, who is technically in her corner? I think more of that might help. You know, put him in the Dusty Road, Dusty his father's role with her. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's a cheap pop, but it might help. It might just get her past that barrier, not the language barrier, but the yeah. popularity barrier. 
Kofi, really? <laughs> <laughs> Got him. <laughs> oh man. Oh, I just w- oh, I just wish they could figure this out, man, because there's a there's a lot of storylines that you can help with the women's division, especially for I love I'm not disagreeing. I love Oh my god. Her- okay. Oh my god. 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 Live. Live. Oh my god. What's going on? Oh, are you sitting down? Yeah. We got Blue Ridge. Oh, fuck! September 7th. Uh. Oh my god. They destroyed returning hey. to Blue Ridge. I'm fucking, I'm doing a literally live podcast right now. You're on speakerphone. Um, sorry. I am shitting my fucking pantalones right now. Um, okay. It, well, please don't shit your pants. It's gross. But I, I'm not like, yeah. I'm crying. I'm literally, I'm crying. I'm, I'm fucking crying. Okay. Take a that's awesome. Hell yeah, that's awesome. Congratulations. I, I might have to end the podcast. I got to start putting this together right now. <laughs> I got to like talk <laughs> to you. Okay, your podcast. You and I will have a conversation by tomorrow, okay? Okay. Um, I'll, I'm going to be driving to Vegas, but I can talk on the phone. Um, I'm, I'm shaking. I'm crying. I fucking love this. What are you doing in Vegas? Um, Corinne's brother lives there, so we're going to visit for a few days. This is dope. This is Holy awesome, shit. man. Hell yeah. Your fucking hard work pays off, bro. Thank you. Thank Congratulations. You Thank you. Um, Congratulations. Yeah, I only got to the part of the email that I, I was expecting him to say, um, but it's like a long paragraph, and then it goes, and you're coming back. I thought he was going to say, but we're going to wait, but it didn't say that. There's a lot of, there's it's a paragraph. Go ahead and read it. It's in the band email. I just read it right now. That is fucking amazing. I am so excited for that. Oh my god. This is so great. We'll make a big announcement tomorrow. We have three weeks to put this together. Let's fucking go, bro. I mean, pretty much everything is together except I don't know how the fuck everyone's gonna get plane tickets. Yeah. It's gonna be a lot. Yeah. We'll we'll figure it out. We got this. Yeah, we'll make it work no matter what. All right. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. Let's fucking go, bro. Appreciate it. All right. All right. Peace. Yeah, I've been waiting. I've been, I'll tell the podcast. I've woken up every morning for since January 1st to read this fucking email. Amazing. I messaged them on Instagram today and they read it. I know. That's fucking hell yeah. Good work, man. Let's, let's go. I'm going to get back to this and then I'll just, I'll just, I'll figure it out from there. Thank you. No, I called you as I was reading it. (laughs) All right. All right. I'll be off this in like a 20, 30 minutes. Okay, I was gonna be like 20, 30 minutes, but I got this. You're gonna, okay, you're gonna call him in 20, 30 minutes? Yeah. Okay, okay, awesome. I'll talk to you soon. All right, peace. Okay. Congratulations! <laughs> That's awesome. Let me read the fucking, let's, let's digress for a minute. Let me read. Go ahead, read it. Or read fuck it, wrestling. Blue Ridge. Read it. This is awesome. Read the fucking, oh my God, read the fucking lineup. Oh my God. Where is it at? Not the TBA one. Just give me the real the real lineup, not the fucking fuckity fuck. <sighs> lineup. Full lineup. Slipknot, Disturbed, Ghost, Mudvayne, Ice Cube, Three Doors Down, Data Remember, Hailstorm, Lamb of God, Alice Cooper, Tenacious D, I Prevail, Stone Temple Pilot, Seether, Gojira, Underelf, Newfound Glory. It just goes fucking Pennywise. Oh, who's who? Wow. Congratulations. Anyway, yeah, I, think, I think Tony Storm should. I don't want to be mad. <laughs> <laughs> no.
<laughs> Congratulations, man. Congratulations, brother. Real man. talk. I'm so proud of you. I'm so happy for you, man. That's awesome. You're playing with Slipknot, damn it. I know. And this is the third time I'm opening up for Lamb of God. Oh, my God. And for Lamb of God. Oh, and you said God. Ice Cube is there for a hip-hop yeah. head who's rocking the Easy e shirt right now. Like, I'm definitely with that. Oh, my God. That right. That's awesome. Real talk. That's Breaking dope. news. Chris is going to get famous. Yes. Man, Fate Destroyed definitely deserves it. Their music is awesome. Oh I listen to it all There's the time. details in here. Oh, my God. I can't. I don't want to announce. There's some details in here. That uh, would be unprofessional for me to speak of. It's fine, but let's give the cheers. Yeah. Let's go. You know, I say it all the time, and I'm not ever blowing smoke up your ass. Like I'm a big fan of your music. Honestly, Fate Destroyed is awesome. I appreciate yes. that. Hell yeah! It's the truth. Hell yeah! See, look, look, Prevail is one of my ten favorite bands. Wow. Mm. Oh, I love Prevail too. But wow, I can't believe it, man. That's fucking amazing. Oh my god. Oh yeah. Follow the director, ladies and gentlemen, because you'll get uh more detailed information of when that will be happening. And oh man, it's on now, man. I am happy. I'm stoked. This was such like a great organic moment that was awesome to have recorded here. I yes. I just I I was just sitting here. I have the I have four tabs open. I have my Facebook for band for the for this chat. Streamyard, my personal email and band email, and I saw the name of the person, and I was expecting the rejection letter. Yeah, we just played with that prevail at incarceration, which was an equally awesome festival, and um, they're dope. This is going to be fantastic. But let's get back to it because I got to handle business. <laughs> like I got yes. back to the yet. action. I haven't which slept once. Not about to. Uh, back to the action. How Joe Funnery says it. Now let's get into the main event. Of course, the main event of the evening as we have for the AEW Trios Championship Tournament, the Young Daniel Omega versus Russian Dragon Lee. Before, before we digress briefly, of course, I have to let this guy speak his. Circle debate, this is the invisible hand, Matt Callis. And we're here to celebrate an event that's not just wrestling, it's making history. The return of Kenny, by God, Omega. And we're gonna make history here on Circle of Debate. The specialties of Kenny Omega now that he's back is his ability as a babyface to sell. He doesn't have to fly high anymore. He has the ability to let us feel his pain and show us to get sympathy with him. That's why he's the god of professional wrestling. <laughs> and we will make history. You know, it's part of that next level consciousness. That next level consciousness is the path to knowing how to sell and gain sympathy from the audience. It's one of the best baby faces ever. You know, you could relate it to The Rock during the late Attitude Era or Stone Cold whenever he's being beat down. He really is going to reach a whole other realm of babyface in these coming months, you know, and that's going to to ultimately manifest once we see a heel CM Punk against a babyface Kenny Omega. And that's one of the best things we're going to see because it will make history. 
All right, so we heard Matt Callis already digress. Shout out to Matt Callis. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, look, even Dom was congratulating your director. Congrats to La Tola Rock and Roller. Yes. Oh, man. Yep. Acknowledge him. <laughs> Acknowledge him. But yes, this was a great comeback from Kenny Omega. Uh, wasn't the, hey, oh, my God, like people are expecting him to do what he normally does. Uh, I obviously he's a little bit rusty, he's been a while, and I think he wanted to take a slow pace. This match was really fantastic, and obviously, those things go to that was good to see them all together. Uh, especially yeah, that you long. know, suicide dive, like right there, like, like it's like my god, it's like I feel like I'm watching a Lucha Libre match because he literally put Kenny Omega over the barrier, and then you know, seeing Kenny with the V trigger, oh my god, the V trigger he gave to the Dragon Lee, fuck that shit looked disgusting, it looked horrible, I cringe. Even the you know one with an angel, one with an angel. That was it. But I really enjoyed it. Awesome main event. One thing I wanted to say, so I can you know, I guess that the time management of the show did they have enough time when they had to? I don't know if you get people noticed if you guys did it towards the end. Andrade turned his back on Dragon Lee DDTM. Like what the fuck just happened? Like I just, I did not understood that. Oh, like I really yeah. I, yeah, I was upset too. I was excited for this trio. I was so excited that they brought Dragon Lee over to form this team, but I, I don't think he signed with AEW or Ring of Honor. I, I don't think so. I don't think so. You better catch him and sign him. Like shit. I don't think he wants to sign. I think that's what it is. Force him. Make him sign. <laughs> Fuck Make him. Make him sign. <laughs> uh, go ahead and take it away on this one. My turn. Go ahead, director. You want to take it? Yeah. Um. One thing I noticed in a lot of Lucha Libre right now is that you're either a good guy in a mask or a bad guy in a cartel. And uh, Lafashion is kind of both. <laughs> yeah, obviously the Kenny Omega return was what was going to happen. I think all of us predicted it. And obviously we saw when they handed Justin Roberts the note, we knew what was about to happen next. And we were in South Carolina, which is exactly where Kenny Omega is usually not from, but is from also. And it's a good match. I I think Edwin last week, a week before, thought that how funny it would be if Young Bucks and Kenny lost. Kind of thought that was what was going to happen. That would be real. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, the match itself was good. I that spot where Dragon Lee did what I thought looked like a blockbuster to the outside because he overshot a little bit. Um, was almost had a little girl in the crowd too. That's fine. You, you know, <laughs> time to show. Um. And then, obviously, the weird thing where they – I think the timing of it was on purpose where uh, the hammerlock DDT to Dragon Lee and then the mask taken off to reveal that um, MJF was Dragon Lee this whole time. <laughs> no, that did not happen, but most of that did. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, there's really not much storyline-wise going on here except just we're moving forward in the trios title. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah. It's, and I agree with you. Yeah, he, do, he does. He did look rusty. Kenny Omega did look rusty, so, I mean – it was, I mean, it, it he was, was out for nine months. He was out for nine months. He's obviously, you know, he's wrestling with a compression shirt. He had a shoulder brace on. He had, like, a thicker knee pad on, so I guess he had, like, some type of brace on his knee. So I'm not expecting Kenny Omega to come back as the best bout machine. You know what I mean? I'm expecting him to still be fighting off these injuries. Like, he looked hurt in there, and I, I don't want him to get more hurt. So I, I'm glad that he wrestled a more conservative style, but it was still entertaining. It was still really fun to watch. So I, I'm really happy that he's back. I hope that next week uh, the United Empire beats the Death Triangle just so we could get 
Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay in the same ring. That's going to be awesome, especially with the like the Twitter beef that they got going on right now. Um, I was upset that Dragon Lee got kicked out right afterwards. You could see early on in the match, like in the beginning, Dragon Lee was the only one who wanted to go shake the hands of the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, and he wanted to show respect where Roosh and Andrade was not showing any respect. But I felt like a lot of this was a squash match for the Elite. Like besides like some really cool spots, I don't know. I, I just thought that Andrade and Roosh could have got more offense in because I, I've always thought that Roosh versus Kenny Omega is a dream match of mine. And finally having them in the same match, like it really didn't pan out to be like that type of matchup. It seemed like the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega carried most of the offense for this match. So I don't know. I, I was a little upset with the way it ended and the way they uh, kicked out Dragon Leap because I thought that this would be a great trios down the line to feed other trios in the tournament. But yeah. it is what it is. I, I, I'm really happy to see Kenny Omega back, though, for sure. Oh, yeah, me too. I'm really happy to see him back. I know he's not 100%. I think it's just – I don't know, man. Like, I – I don't know if it's Khan's booking. I don't know if he's desperate. I don't I don't get it. I know because think about it right now because Hunter is making a lot of moves, obviously, of what he's doing, the returns and everything else overall. I mean, yeah, well, that, I don't – that's debatable, to be honest. I mean, they shouldn't be in the trios. I don't know. Why not? Yeah, I, that's, that's debatable. I, I feel they should be. Uh, I think that we – Okay. Oh, I'm just trying to, I was trying to figure out what the fuck he was trying to say. I thought he was saying they will face Swerve and Lee. I'm like, who's going to Swerve and become face? He meant they will face Swerve. I was like, aren't private party are kind of like not really heels, not really faces. Why would they Swerve against them? So, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't want the Young Bucks and Kenny because that's just like too much gold going to the guys who kind of decide who the gold goes to. Mm. Um, that's kind of an NWO situation right now, uh, I fear. Uh, and then obviously, I don't want the belts also on uh, Death Triangle because Pac has the Euro title. So I always thought the titles were designed for best friends. I wouldn't be mad about that. I think that it's too soon for um, what's that new group? The the Shunned the, 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 with with a uh, Sunny Rose. Oh, the, the, oh, the, the Trustbusters. Trust Trustbusters. Trust yeah. Too soon for them to have any title talks. Too so, soon to be in this tournament, if you ask me. Shit. I mean, how many trios are out there, though, right now? AEW has a shitload. I remember on, on my podcast, like, a week ago, we counted <laughs> up, like, 14 trios in AEW. You could have yeah, had a lot more. These titles, which is why these titles sort of were supposed to exist. But yeah, I wouldn't be mad if it goes to Best Friends. Um, that makes the most sense. It'd be the first yeah. time those guys have held in a while. I would like to see the House of Black win it, but I don't think they will. I think that they're going to have a match at All Out probably against uh, Miro, Darby, and Sting because that's the few that they're wrapped up in right now. I don't see them winning this title. But I think that, you know, a couple weeks, I mean, a couple months ago when you had House of Black feuding with Death Triangle, I thought that that was the perfect matchup for a trio's title if you were going to make one. And now that you have it, I don't see neither of those teams winning the title. Yeah, I mean, look what we have right now. We still have, okay, so they advance. So you, then you still have uh, Trust versus Best Friends. I mean, the, um, did that happen or is it going to happen? Oh, yeah, it's going to happen tomorrow. Things going to happen on Rampage. Yeah, yeah. there you go. There, yeah, so I know the spoilers, but I'm not going to spoil it, obviously. But uh, House of Black and Dark Order is the one I'm really intrigued because I really do see me in, in fucking this matchup. 
I have a feeling he's going to come in and cause House of Black that, you know, obviously the the trios tournament making in making a mural versus uh Madakai in a one on one at all out. I do see that happening. I'm looking forward for this one next week. Yes, that's Triangle and and Wasprey and Aussie Open. That's the one that I'm really, really, really intrigued with. So next week's I'm, card is a banger. You have that, you have that world title match. You have FTR versus uh Jay Lethal. Wait, is it FTR? I know FTR is, I know it's uh Dax FTR versus Jay Lethal. Going up against uh, the um, the Jay Lethal team, right? Yeah, but uh, yeah. next week you have uh, Dax versus uh, versus Jay Lethal, which is going to be a banger too. Oh yeah, definitely, it's going to be a banger. And of course, once and then uh, what I'm looking forward to tomorrow though is you got Hook versus Zach Clayton uh, mm-hmm, from the Jersey I, Shore. I, That's Jersey Jay Wild's man. And of course, Tony Casaloni, you know, obviously open open challenge. Penalty Ford and Athena and Swimming Our Glory, of course, the main event. So, I mean, I'm looking forward. Uh, before we end this very brief, Director, I you seen, I want to get both of you guys. We haven't talked about WWE. Let's end it with WWE. So far, Raw highlights that you've seen so far. Are you liking it so far, Director? Are you liking what you're seeing? Everybody I love your rant, by the way. Yeah, Everybody that's weird. I, I didn't have any of that really. That was just me fucking going on. Um, I agree. With I'm you. I'm not hating it more than I was prior to the switch up. Um, the highlight I don't like the Seth Rollins character right now. The laughing character is so contrived and annoying. And I know that's the, that is what it is, but he's so much better at being any version of him besides that. It's just it's a little it's a little much. Um, I like the Riddle is in that picture. Um, I'm big on the Dexter Loomis thing. That's cool. Curious to see what happens with Kieran Cross. Uh, they're letting them wrestle. I talked about that. Um, Miz is actually doing good work because they're putting, I mean, I think to be fair, the Miz is kind of being carried in these matches as good as he is. He's fundamentally sound. He's not technically sound. Um, they need to stop using the word superstar in which they are. So that's cool. And yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm excited to see what's next. That's pretty much it. Uh, by the way, yeah, that promo, that was a fucking banger promo yeah. that Kevin Owens and Drew and did. They I fucking, killed it. They fucking killed it. Yeah. And I was gone for 15 years. I ain't. I the one that left. I the one that I was the older boy, and I still got fired. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, point. I was a chosen one. I didn't call them. They called me. You're a wrestler. I'm a wrestler. Let's fucking wrestle. I love that. And took the challenge. That was fucking amazing. I really fucking enjoyed it, man. That was awesome. General, what are your thoughts so far about WWE? How they're doing with all this? I think Vince McMahon needs to step down. Nah. Uh, I think that it's been a lot better show, in my opinion. It's like night and day changes. And I feel like the best thing I could say about it is Raw and SmackDown is a lot more digestible. It's easier to watch. It's easier to sit down for the full three hours of Raw and enjoy it than, you know, back in, like, before this, I would sit down for Raw and I would be excited to watch Raw. And then, like, by, like, 20 minutes after, I'd be like, all right, let's turn this shit off. Like, oh, the Mets playing? I'd rather watch that. You know what I mean? Because it was just hard to sit through. Like, there's so much goofy shit that they would add to it just as filler. And I'm I'm done with WWE adding filler to fill out their shows. And now you have a show that is well-paced. And by before you know it, the show's over. And it's like, wow, that was a good sit-through. I'm just curious to see how long they could keep this up. 
Right now, of course, they have all the momentum with uh, Triple H writing. I'm just curious to see what WWE looks like in about six months. That's, I think, is going to be the real test. I, I'm with you 100%. I, we, I think we'll have to wait by the end of the quarter, which, you know what? I, I was really pissed off that I guess there was rumors. I mean, I don't know if it's rumors or it was written down that the, the last quarterly meeting they had. They're like, oh, well, I don't know. Right now, the way how it's looking, it's looking great because Vince is gone and I don't see no uh, creative superstars. And, I mean, whoever part of that investor's call made that, you know, made that a comment is like, oh, hold your brakes, buddy. I mean. Triple H not hasn't hasn't even had a month yet with this company on his back yet. I mean, give him time. Next quarter, you will see a difference, which I have that in in Hunter. He'll make a hell of a difference in the next quarter. By the end of the year, we're gonna see WWE make a big difference overall on the main roster. And I'm telling you, Tony Khan's watching because he's he said it himself. I he's watching the product. He is definitely watching what they're doing, and he's oh, yeah. gonna follow. You know, follow the same. He's, thing. he's, he's, he's a mark. First, he's not like I, I know WWE has been watching AW this whole time too. I know they definitely have to have yeah. spies yeah. watching the product. That would be fucking career. That would just you can't be that cocky to not have someone watch it at least one person. Yeah, of course. I, I think that they're everyone's watching everybody. I feel. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely agree. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. We are done for this evening here. For 115, of course. And do not forget, follow us, everyone here on the social media platforms and our YouTube channels, of course. Abby, the long circle debate. You can catch the rest of the morning here Wednesday, Fridays, 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Central Time, 4 mm-hmm. o'clock Pacific Time. And of course, my, uh, when next Wednesday will be the recap for 278. Tomorrow will be the New Japan show because the director will be in Las Vegas mañana. Viva Las Vegas. So he'll yeah, be there fine. tomorrow taking a mini vacation, getting ready because after the big announcement here, live here not, for all of you guys. My, for the rest of the year, it's just nothing but nothing. Nothing but stuff to not sleep about. <laughs> Team no sleep. For real. <laughs> Team no sleep. See, that's why. And follow Fake Destroyed as well. And FDS on Facebook and Instagram. It's pretty easy to find. Yes. If not, you can follow us. It's on the link tree. We can find the director. You'll find Fake Destroyed. And there you have it. See the upcoming tours you're going to have. And, of course, uh, once again, the one coming up on September 4th at the Whiskey. Of course, I will be there because I'll be supporting. Hell, yeah, of course. I've got to be there and support me. Papi Chulo. i got to be there for the Papi Chulo. I have to to be there. What do you mean I'm not going to be there? But I will definitely be there once again to all our SoCal, you know, pro wrestling fans and who love Fake Destroy. Once again, Sunday, September the 4th. It's a Labor Day weekend, guys. Monday's off. You can just, you know, go get, you know, you know, get your heart, you know, rock on, metal out, get drunk, cure the hangover the next day. But you can <laughs> say, I just enjoyed seeing Fake Destroy. That's right. So that's Hell what yeah. you need to do. Hell yeah. That's right. And any other. That I think you, you, that's we have right now, director, or any other show. Until when you find out the next 24 hours, the announcements are going to make. So stay tuned for that because I'm looking forward to what announcement they're going to He's already here live, the preview, the teaser, but 24 hours, follow Fake Destroy, follow the director on his social media platforms. You'll get the surprise he's going to have for everybody for all Fake Destroy fans. 
And like I said, once again, follow this man right here because he's rocking out with his out right there. He's like, that's what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's what he's doing. See, he's he's reading the email still. <laughs> but yes, very brief to all of our audio platform listeners in Espanol. Muchas gracias por escucharnos aquí al Sorto Debate, el capítulo 115. Gracias por todo el apoyo y soporte que nos das. No se olviden de suscribir a nuestro canal de YouTube. Y si nos está escuchando en la área de plataformas, saludos a, a toda Latinoamérica, Colombia, Brasil, Nicaragua, Ecuador, Honduras, Salvador, México, Chile, Puerto Rico, Do Dominica Republicana. Muchas gracias por todo el apoyo que nos dan ustedes aquí. Y no se olviden también a suscribir aquí en nuestro canal, donde pueden venir aquí en The Rest of the Delorean Podcast. Y también aquí también pueden seguir a la banda Fate Destroyed, si quieren mirarlos, señores y señores. En septiembre 4, aquí en Los Ángeles, si están aquí en Los Ángeles, pueden ir a Del Whisky para mirar al director vivo, tocando y darle de todos sus rock and rolls a ustedes, señoras y señores. Y gracias por todo el apoyo y el amor. Lo queremos muchos. Y en all to our European listeners, Guten Tag, Miguel Estir. I know Money Mike, and he's teaching me, but he's not, you know, he's behind the scenes now. But choose to everyone, to Belgium, Switzerland, Czech Republic, Estonia, Sweden. Thank you all very much. And shout out to Romania and India. Thank you very much. And Fiji and the Philippines as well. Thank you all for listening and tuning in. We are doing this because of you guys. And directors, you know, feel the same. The Nero feels the same as well. We're doing this because of you guys, and we appreciate you all for yeah. allowing yeah. us to be at your homes or in your head or on your headphones, anywhere you're at, listening to us. We appreciate you. But the Nero in English, all the way, brother. Take it away. I mean, I didn't say much, but you can take the rest. <laughs> Yeah, everybody who's riding with the rest of DeLorean, everybody who's riding with the Circle Debate, we appreciate you guys. Thank you for always, you know, making us a part of your nightly routine here on every Thursday, every, every, now it's like Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesday, Thursday, Fridays. We appreciate you guys always adding us to your nightly routine. Um, thank you so much for always supporting everyone in the chats. Thank you for always joining all our subscribers, everybody. Thank you so much. That's right, indeed. And don't forget to, you know, purchase our merch. We got new merch coming, you know, out too as well. We do have booty shorts coming your way. Oh yes, booty shorts, chanclas. We got the chanclas now. So you can, hey, <laughs> you got those chanclas. Get, get, get some chocolate. Chocolate merch too. We got chanclas coming. Yeah, we got we got chanclas ready, man. And chanclas. Oh, chanclas too. Yes, chanclas and chanclas. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So don't forget, Paul story because you want to see this. You want to see El Papi Chulo right here. Doing that. Because he's going to do that every... Oh, I can't wait to see that. Look, I heard it so many times. I need to see it live now because I haven't heard you just play that song. So remember, the last time I heard you play, you were not playing that song. So now I got to hear it live. And I'm going right. to... Yeah, then, we're definitely playing that live. I'll, spoiler alert. <laughs> Look at that. I don't think the booty shirts will fit. <laughs> <laughs> and subscribe to our boy Dan as well, man. He's part of the crew here as well for our New Japan shows. We'll be back tomorrow for a New Japan show. And as we give our semifinals and the finals for the G1 Climax. And then next Wednesday, we'll be back for the UFC 278 recap. 
Usman Edwards Part 2, which uh, I'm looking forward to the director putting his title on the line. So his Typology World Championship to see who wins that one. And we'll be back here as well for another New Japan show Tuesday, on Tuesday as well. Thursday, here at episode 116, we'll talk about, of course, the NWA 74 Night 1 and Night 2, which is obviously the women's night. And then they have the regular, you know, pay-per-view event. Look at the cards, see how it's going to be looking. And we're almost there on the on the road home for All Out and uh, at Night at the Castle of WWE. So there's a lot of stack professional wrestling coming to you guys within the next two weeks. Stay tuned as well for the wrestling DeLorean on Mondays. Also have Wednesdays. And tomorrow, what do you got? What do you got in store for them tomorrow for the DeLorean? Tomorrow we're talking about the fallout from lockdown 2006. Impact. Uh, we're going to be talking about two TNA impacts from uh, lockdown. Um, we're also going to be talking about emergence. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about AEW Dynamite. That's right. And pretty soon you're going to see... De Niro and director going on ECW uh, back on time. So I'm looking forward to hearing I'm time with it. For this, I promise. I'm with it. Hell yeah. All right. This is, uh, there's three major news that I found out today. Say it right now, Dan, before we, we cut it off. Say it. Put quick, it right Dan. Here. Quick, 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 quick. Quick, Dan. Quick, Dan. Type, type damn it. Type, type it. Type it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what's that make news. <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> One championship will become the States 2023 for live events if this prime deal goes well. Oh, uh, yeah, we'll see. I'm cool with that. I'm not, it's, not, it's not major or anything like that, but it's cool. <laughs> That's it, then. Any more? I was going to have oh, one man. more. That was like said. a Dixie Carter announcement. <laughs> <laughs> e, C, 3. <laughs> I think that's it right then. That's it. Okay, we're good. That's it. All right, ladies, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much once again. Don't forget that here on the COD, because Matt Cavill's in here, but I have to do it, of course. This is the COD, the rest of the DeLorean, Fate Destroyer, the director himself, the De Niro himself, the Devious One himself, and the league as well. We don't make podcasts, ladies and gentlemen, and Chris doesn't make fucking music. I, it makes me. I don't know. I'm not that clever. <laughs> he makes history. Professional wrestling bigger than hacky. Over. Will. Over and over. Make. Over and over. History. Over and over and over.